Hey, this is Michael, and I'm the lead teaching pastor at Prairie Heights Community Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to say thank you for listening today. I hope this motivates you, and I hope it builds your faith and helps you connect with Christ and a church family at Prairie Heights. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, everybody. How you doing? Man, it is good to be with you, and if I haven't got to meet you, I wanted to say welcome to Prairie Heights. My name is Mike, and I'm one of the pastors here. If this is your first time, we're super glad that you're here. If you're checking this out online, man, thanks for checking it out. So we're in week two of a series called Back to the Basics. And last week, we talked about that we need to have a firm foundation to build our life on. And we believe that that is tied to a relationship with Jesus. And this week, this week we're going to be talking about the Bible. But I, I got to ask you a question. Have you heard the old saying, if you don't use it, you lose it? You heard that, right? Maybe not. I'm going to tell you about it, okay? So, <laughs> you're losing it. Anyway, all right. So, uh, the other day I was sitting in the car with my wife, Kristen. We were getting ready to go watch Judah, my son, play football. And You know, it was early in the morning and the sun was just breaking through the clouds. And I noticed she was really like, she was really looking at me. Oh my God, there's a lot to take in. I get it, you know. There's a regalness when the sun is shining just right, you know. And and, and she kind of looks over and I'm I'm like anticipating something really sweet. And she's like, honey, you you know I love you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know you love me. She's like, can I help you out? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. And before I know it, she has like super quick ninja hands. She pulls three nose hairs out. And she goes, so this is our life. See, getting old is tough, right? If you don't use it, you lose it. Like, it's just a reality. And I'm super thankful that I'm at a point in my life where I need nose hair trimmers. But it's real. And I was having a conversation with my buddy Steven the other day. And we were talking about, you know, it's time to like start getting in shape. It's time to start lifting, and, and every, every time I come to a tr- big transition, like when I go, when from 29 to 30, I wanted to start lifting, I'm getting ready to turn 40, so I'm like, it's time to start lifting. And, and he shared a story with me about a guy named Jesse, who happens to be a prairie hider. And Jesse had just done three quarters of a mile of lunges with a cracked pelvis. I immediately picked up my trash can and threw up. See, I lifted from the time I was 15 until I was 24, and I would do squats all day. Matter of fact, I could lift a lot of weights when I squatted, but lunge day, like, I was like, lunges are from the devil, no thank you, I want nothing to do with that, and I just didn't, I didn't participate. And so there was a day, I, I got done playing college football, and I decided, you know what, I don't need to lift anymore, I'm good, my life's okay. But then I've had multiple times where I've started lifting and then stopped. And maybe you've done that. Like you start a workout routine and then all of a sudden you stop. And and I decided at 29, like I'm getting ready for a big transition. I'm about to turn 30. I need to start lifting again. So I called up a bunch of friends. We we started going to the gym. And that first day I walked in and, and, you know, in my brain, I was as strong at 29 as I was at 19 right? Like I just was that strong. So I walked in and, and we put weights on the squat rack and I do my, I do my first warm up and I'm like, yeah, this is feeling good. Feeling good. All right. All right. Second set. I'm like, Oh, 
that doesn't feel so good. <laughs> and then the third set, I get it done, and it wasn't near as much weight as I used to lift, but it was respectable. I rack the weight on the squat rack, walk out, go get ready, go about my day, and I'm sore. But I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just part of getting back into it. The next morning, I woke up and I couldn't get out of bed. Not kidding. I had to ask Kristen to help me get my jeans on because I couldn't move. I was like, that was a really good impression. Anyway, so, uh, and I couldn't walk up and down the steps for the next week. I just, you know, like if you don't use it, you lose it. And it pains me that I didn't stick with lifting. Like, I know that it's good for my health. I I know that it keeps me strong. I know that it, it changes how I feel about myself. But when it comes to lunges, I just don't want anything to do with that. And frankly, I didn't want to continue the discipline of lifting because it just is, it's a lot. It takes time and and it's kind of painful at times. See, weights kind of became this thing that I could keep in the corner of my office. I actually have some in my office and and I do lift them. I need you to know that, okay. But oftentimes I think, you know what, it'd just be easier if I just left those down in the corner because I could just walk by and remember how strong I was. And if I don't ever pick them up, I don't ever have to interact with them. And I can just remember in my brain how strong I used to be. But if you don't use it, you lose it. And see, I know that if I don't ever pick those weights up, I'm never going to be able to grow again. I'm never going to get healthy again. I'm never going to move in the direction that I want to go. And if that's how we treat fitness... Could it be we're in danger of treating our faith that way? See, our faith, relationship with Jesus, is just like weightlifting. We know that it'll help us. We know that it will give us a firm foundation. We, we know that it will give us hope in the midst of storms. But we also know that it might require some changes. And the discipline of that just doesn't sound super awesome right now. And so we just kind of keep walking through life. And all of a sudden, it's 10 years later, and we haven't even picked up our Bible, let alone engaged in our relationship with God. And can I just tell you this this morning? Here's Here's the great thing. Picking up your Bible after 10 years is way less painful than picking up weights after 10 years. See, there's some hope there. And here at Prairie Heights, before we ask people if they want to get baptized, we ask them a question like, are you going to follow the Bible all the days of your life? We want to know that because we think it's really important. And their response is, the Bible is my guide. See that word guide? Like, that's a big word. That's important. Have you ever tried to go someplace without a guide? Like, I mean, we can Google Maps things, we can look up all the Yelp reviews in the entire world, but if we, ha- if we don't have a guide, man, we can just end up in the wrong spots, can't we? But if you have a guide, I mean, if you have somebody that knows the area, like, it can be one of the best trips you've ever had. You can just experience so many amazing things. Like, if you are new to Fargo, and you were looking to get a great taco and you didn't have a guide, you might be under the impression that Taco Bell is the best place for tacos in town. 
and you would be missing out on mangoes and the mocajete. You would be missing out on vinyl taco. You would be missing out on tacos trompos. I mean, I'm getting a little excited. Like we need to have a guide in our life. And just as a public service announcement, on your way out today, if you want to go get a great taco, go to one of those places. But going on a trip without a guide is tough. Living your life without a guide, without a compass, that can be one of the most frustrating things that you ever do. Like you're constantly headed in the wrong direction. You're searching for truth, but you just end up hearing the wrong things. Like, especially if right now, and and this is how the majority of the world is getting their information. They go to YouTube, they go to Facebook or Instagram, or they, they watch the news outlets. And can we just be honest? We are engaging with an algorithm that is programmed to keep our attention. We're not really finding out truth. And that leads us to living in an echo chamber. That leads us to believing that our Facebook likes and our Instagram and our social media engagement is what should drive our faith or drive our information. And guys, frankly, Facebook is built to steal your soul. That was supposed to be funny. All right, so. (laughs) It's a little more real. (laughs) See, those algorithms, those social media things are built to keep us feeding on a steady stream of things that will engage us. But the question that I have to ask today is, what are we feeding on? Are we feeding on things that are temporary? Are we feeding on a guidebook? has 3,500 years of history that is timeless and that is timely and that shapes our reality. See, what you feed on forms you. What you feed on, that's going to form you. It's going to affect your life. I love sports. I mean, I, I love them. If I was left to my own devices, I would have ESPN or NFL Network on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's all I would watch. And isn't it amazing when we get together with our friends or or even with our family, it's easier to talk about the current political environment or sports than it is to talk about the Bible. I mean, we can find time to check the scores, look through what's trending on Twitter. We can like 20 different pictures on Instagram and text all of our friends. And if we're hunters, we can check our game cams, but we don't have time to engage with the guidebook of life. And could it be that all those other things are easier to understand? They're easier to digest. They're they're just a little bit more simple. And so instead of disciplining ourselves to engage with something that's going to be life-giving, we just choose to eat the easy things. Instead of running after something that's going to build our life on a firm foundation, we just say, hey, you know what? This is what's simpler and easier. And so I'm just going to continue to eat, to feed, 
on these things. If you want a fun experiment or a gut check, you can do this thing called weekly screen time. See, if you want to see what you're feeding on, just just swipe over to the left. And if you have an iPhone, you can just go into your settings and look at your weekly screen time. What are you spending your time feeding on? How many hours are you spending on Instagram, Facebook, social media? And how many hours are you spending in screen time on this? What you feed on forms you. And I guess I know for me in this season of global pandemics, of racial tensions, of wildfires, of economic downturn and political races. I'm glad that I have a guidebook that is timeless and that is timely. I'm glad that I have a leader that is above all those systems who promises to never leave me nor forsake me. I'm glad that I have a hope that is not founded in this world, but is founded in a foundation that cannot be shaken. There's a kingdom that is unshakable and that's the kingdom of God. See, our relationship with Jesus forms us. It gives us a firm foundation. And it starts with engaging with this book called the Bible, which is our guide. The Bible is a guide that God intends for us to download into our lives. See, we need to download that. We need to get it in us, not just up here. We need to get in our hearts. And it's, here's this, It's not always an answer book, but it's a question book. It helps us examine our hearts. The Bible doesn't always give us straightforward answers, but it does help us ask the right questions and head us in the right direction. Some things are super clear. Don't do this. But other things, gosh, it's not as clear. And you need to spend time with God in relationship. See, we believe that the Bible contains all that we need to grow into who God has called us to be. And the Bible is something that inspires us to overcome in hard times. I told you that story about Jesse, a prairie hider. See, Jesse, uh, he's a former Army National Guard. And, and Jesse has some buddies that he trains with on a pretty frequent basis. And, and in those training times, they, they have something called the cookie jar. See, every time they are able to conquer something difficult... They, they overcome a, de- a tough obstacle. They, they put that moment, that, that experience in the cookie jar. And then when they're facing the next hard thing, they, they're engaging in a difficult season, they remind each other, they look at each other, go, hey, go to the cookie jar. Go pull from that tough experience. You know what? The Bible is a cookie jar. It's timeless truth that gives you and I the ability to overcome tough circumstances because God has been faithful to his people throughout all generations and God will be faithful to us today. See, if we can learn to discipline ourselves to feed on the Bible, that discipline will turn into something called desire. We will desire the things of God that will transform us and that will give us new perspective. And then from desire, we will move into a place of delight. We'll move into a place of joy and peace and freedom. And see, the Bible's amazing. I've heard it taught that it's a diamond. 
Like we can pick up the same scripture and read it multiple times and we will see something different every single time. There's a new facet to God's heart. There's a new reality to us. It hits us different today than it did two years ago. And the Bible is something that is living and active and we can engage with it all the time. See, the Bible's truth is timeless and unshakable. Now I want to share a quote with us from an author and a pastor, his name is Mark Batterson, and we've read some of his books as a, as a team, as a church. We, we read one of the books called Circle Maker, incredibly powerful book. And Mark is a great author and a great pastor. And this is what the quote says. No matter how many times we read the Bible, it never gets old because it is timeless and it is timely. The Bible is composed of more than 40 writers. Listen to this. More than 40 writers over 15 centuries and three languages on three continents. The authors range from farmers to fishermen and kings to poets, prophets and prisoners of war. It covers nearly every subject matter under the sun, law and history, poetry and prophecy, cosmology and theology. Yet, despite the fact that it touches on hundreds of controversial topics, it doesn't contradict itself. I mean, that's amazing to me. Three continents, 40 authors, 1,500 years, and yet there's a single thread that connects us all to the story of what God is doing, that God has come to have relationship with his people, that he desires to engage with us, he has given us this amazing perspective from tons of different people who are walking the exact same life that you and I are walking right now. Like these are common everyday people that the Holy Spirit inspired and they wrote down wisdom for their day and for our day. And I don't want us to miss this. I don't want us to miss this. We can often say, yeah, the Bible, it's not that important. This is the first way that God chose to engage with his people was to live, to write this word in people's hearts so that we could have it because it is living and active and it transforms us. And when we engage with it, it changes us. Romans eleven thirty three invites us into this perspective that's so different. And this is what it says. Oh, the depth, oh, the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his past beyond tracing out. See, the Bible can be tough to understand sometimes, right? Like, especially if we're reading it in the King James Version. Thou knowest thee. Did you know that there's Bibles that aren't like Shakespeare? There are Bibles in modern day translation and you and I can engage with that. You and I can find the hope. See, Paul says it right there, the author of this book in Romans. He says, God knows it all. He sees it all. There is depth. There is riches of wisdom. There is knowledge that is beyond searching out because God is above all circumstances and all situations and yet he desires to engage with me and with you. We can spend our whole life studying the Bible and still find new things. 
still search out new wisdom. And I get it. I get it. The Bible can be intimidating. And it can be scary. It can be, it can be tough to know where to start. Can I just tell you this? Read John. It's a gospel. It's the fourth gospel. Read John and get to know Jesus. At Prairie Heights, we've always desired to make faith simple. And our desire, as we talk about back to the basics, is that we would actually take this and make it simple and apply it to our lives. That this scripture would get in us. That it would change our perspective. It would change our attitude. It would give us direction and it would give us hope. And it would help us ask better questions. It would change our view of God. Read John. Get to know Jesus. He's the central figure of the story of the Bible. And as we begin to understand the Bible, as we begin to understand that this is the first way that God chose to speak to me and to you, there are lots of things that we can hear. There are lots of things that we can begin to understand. But if we can understand his word and we can be invited that into a story that is so much about you and about me, understanding that God divinely inspired these scriptures for us to have hope in this season and in this day. God was thinking about us thousands of years ago when this Bible was written and it gives us hope right now. It's been handed down generation after generation after generation. And it is timeless and it is timely. One of the ways that I love to read the Bible has been handed down over thousands of years. And the first thing that it does is tell you to slow down. So I want everybody to do this. (gasps) Breathe out loud, okay? want us to slow down. Every one of us needs to slow down. Every one of us needs to take a moment, especially in these days, to reflect. And what if we treated scripture reading like we treat our social media? See, we already have the discipline, right? We already picked this thing up. We already scroll through Facebook. What if you just turned off all your alerts and you just turned on your Bible app? See, you don't have to make this big transition. Matter of fact, you can start with something simple. Just read the verse of the day on version. Just just spend a little time asking God to give you a new perspective. And, And after you've slowed down and after you've exchanged the information of the world with God's truth, this is how we need to move forward. Instead of looking at Instagram, we need to look at the guidebook. And when we read... Don't read a, a whole passage, just read a couple verses and then write down your questions. What do I want to know about this passage of scripture? And then after we've written that down and we've sat for a minute and we've slowed down, then ask Jesus, would you give me wisdom how to apply this to my life today? When we can stop, 
when we can pray, when we can invite God to make this a part of our lives, it transforms everything about us. Second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 and 17 says this, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. See, God wants to give us what we need in order to move forward in this life. God wants to use the Bible to speak to you and to me. Sometimes it feels like it's super difficult to know God's heart. But the Bible, the Bible gives us a picture of what he's like. It invites us to take a deeper look into who God is and what he desires for us. And I said it earlier, and I want to say it again. The Bible is not an answer book. It's a question book. It helps us grow strong in our faith. And the Bible, it's not some (laughs) book. It is living, and it, it is active, and it gives us wisdom and strength for today. When we start reading the Bible, something amazing happens. When we begin to understand the heart of God... We get insight into what God desires for our lives. It calls us from an immature place of being buffeted by the storms of life into a firm foundation where we can know who we are and we can depend on the truth of God. God desires each of us to be able to fully understand when he is speaking and what he is speaking. And the Bible gives us a framework of stories that have happened over generation after generation that can inform us today, that can give us wisdom as we move forward. I want to share one more quote with you. It comes from Mark Batterson's book, Whisper, which is what I shared from earlier. At some point, at some point, people settle for secondhand spirituality. But listening to those who listen to God is no substitute for seeking him yourself. That's good right there. If you become reliant upon others for inspiration, that's called spiritual codependency. God wants to speak to you. Yes, you. God wants to speak to you. And isn't it better when we go on a trip to know where we're going? Like, it's one of the most difficult things, most frustrating things in my life when I set out on a trip and I don't know where I need to go and I have to call somebody. They're like, "Uh, go to that stop sign, turn left. Oh, I missed the left-hand turn. Okay, we're going to keep going. We get down the road further and further and ultimately we just become frustrated. I don't know about you, that's me. See, if, if I can get the word of God in my heart, it's like I have an internal GPS that always leads me in the right direction because I have a foundation and I have truth. And as we continue to walk out our life, one of the most helpful tools that we can have is the Bible. When we read the Bible and we apply it, watch out. Watch out when we actually take this and we get it in our hearts and then it begins to affect how we live. Great things are going to happen. When the Bible becomes our guide, we're going to be flipping through Instagram stories or we're going to be watching Netflix and we're going to go, you know what, that content, that's not for me. 
When I begin to feed on the right things and I'm formed in the way that God calls me, my habits change, my interactions with others change, my attitude begins to change. I have a whole new outlook on life. The Bible begins to make me strong because just like Jesus, I have a hope. Just like Jesus, I'm able to return to the stories that I learned as a child. And just like you and me, we need to find the hope that Jesus had because he had a relationship with his father. And you and I are invited into a relationship with God right here and right now. See, the Bible gives us the ability to have a life that has incredible impact. Business leaders, do you want to see the most creative time you've ever had of your life in your life as you lead your business do you do you want to actually become the best leader that you can do you know who's the best leader (laughs) this dude that convinced 12 guys that they could change the world and his name is jesus if you get to know him if you begin to feed on his truth it will inform your life it will change your trajectory parents don't we all need more grace and patience in this season. I mean, when we're doing school online and and there's all the things like, don't you just want a little bit more margin? If you and I can get the word of God into our hearts, we are gonna be able to raise our children in a different way. Students, I'm sorry that you have to do school online. Some of you are like, this is the best day ever. And others are like, I miss my people. But the reality is there are better days ahead, and if you can get the word of God in your heart, you are gonna be equipped to lead your peers. You're gonna have a different perspective than so many other people. See, God's word, it's a lamp unto our feet. It's built to guide our steps. It's built to give us a direction to make us into who God has called us to be, to have a life of impact. It transforms us from people who are listening to all the words in the world, to listening to the word, God's word. And it begins to give us a foundation that cannot be shaken. And this week, this week I want to ask you, what are you being formed by? What are you being formed by? What's causing you to grow into something? Is it the wisdom of the world or is it the wisdom of God that is timeless and timely? See, what we feed on forms us. So check your screen time. Get this thing out and look at how much time are you spending on it? And are you spending screen time on the Bible or on things that frankly aren't that important? And if we begin to feed ourselves in the right way. We're going to be formed into who God is calling us to be. And I want to just reiterate, start simple. Download the YouVersion app. If you don't know it, just go into your app store, look up YouVersion, and you will have a Bible reading plan. And if you're intimidated, just read the verse of the day. Just start there. Just read the verse of the day. And if, and if you are looking for something to read, read the gospel of John. Get to know Jesus. Let Jesus form you, shape you, and call you into who he desires you and I to be. See, what forms us, what, what we feed on, forms us. What we feed on, forms us. Let's pray.
Father, we give you thanks today because your Bible is living and active. Your word is hope. It is light unto our feet and it gives direction for the way we're supposed to go. Father, I pray today that you would give us all that we have need of. Father, we are desperate for your leading and we're desperate for your outpouring. And God, I ask today that you would give us what we need. Jesus, we give you thanks. In your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to those who give generously to Prairie Heights. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit prairieheights.com slash give for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or even take a screenshot and share it to your social media and tag us at Prairie Heights. Thanks for listening and have a great day.